Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports. Cardinals Corner from Arizona Sports with Tyler Drake and Lauren Koval. Well, when you have two more punts than you do first downs, that typically doesn't result in a win. What's going on, everybody? Tyler Drake here alongside my trusty co-host, Lauren Colville, for another edition of Cardinals Corner as the Cardinals were on a really bad, really ugly, really just yucky 27-0 loss to the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. I think it's safe to say nothing went right. Everything went wrong. Even when things looked like they were going okay, they ended up not being okay. So, where do you really want to start dissecting this, Lauren? Because this was a heck of a heck of a return for you to come talk about again. I know. So happy to be back to uh, discuss this stellar no-point scored game. Ugh. Let's start with Clayton Toon. His first Ooh. start of the season. Toon time. And, toon time. And I think... I was excited, and I think the general fans were excited to see what he could actually do after all of the hype surrounding him during training camp, Yep. to see if he could live up to these expectations, especially after the unexpected trade of Josh Dobbs this yep. week, who we don't have to get into his oh, performance we're gonna in get Minnesota. Into it. We're going to get into it. <laughs> but I think seeing what he could do on the field, if you can even call it that, was something that Cardinals fans, and myself included, were excited about. Yeah, yeah, I'm right there with you. I think we all saw the Dobbs experience run its course. I don't think any of us were surprised that he's no longer on the team. I don't know if we expected it to be a trade, but yeah, no longer on the team. He got traded to the Minnesota Vikings along with a conditional seventh rounder in exchange for a sixth round pick. That seventh rounder could actually come back to the Cardinals in it. I mean, how it's shaping up now, it all comes down to whether or not Dobbs, I believe, starts half the games remaining. So, didn't get a start today, but played a lot, and I would say likely he's going to get another shot after what he did. We'll get into that in a minute. But yeah, with Toon, I was in the same boat. Give him a shot. Let's see what he's got. I think we all expected him to start at one point or another. I think it's probably about done. I think the one-week sample size is this is what it is, and next week... I think we all can say Kyler Murray should be activated and be right back in the starting lineup. But yeah, Toon, just a really, really, really tough day. And obviously, he doesn't have a lot of the playmakers on his side. You know, James Conner's still out. Zach Ertz is out. Two offensive linemen, you know, before the game even started, were out. They lost two more in DJ Humphreys and Will Hernandez, who we don't have a ton of info on that. But Toon finished the day with, a, he completed 11 of 20 for 58 yards. His long was 14, and he had two two picks. Just not going to do it. He was just, I mean, if you look at it, he was relegated to screen passes and short passes all day. The playbook was not open for him. We knew heading into this game that this would be a challenging game for Kyler Murray to come back into because of the Browns' front four, including Miles Garrett. Mm -hmm. And that proved to be a challenge for Toon as well. I can't say putting him into that situation shows any sort of... I don't think he could build off of that in no. any way. And it didn't allow him to show his skill set in any way either mm-hmm. because the offensive line of the Cardinals was horrendous today. Yeah. They gave him absolutely no chance to throw the ball. His longest pass today was in the ballpark of about 15 yards, yeah, I believe. 14. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that proves that you're not 
opening up the field, having the ability to open up the field for these passes. So like you said, you're relegated to these short slants for nothing or Toon had to use his legs multiple times today, not in QB designed runs, but in just trying to flee out of the pocket. So he wasn't sacked. And I believe he was sacked seven Seven times, times. seven times today. And no rookie QB or QB who comes into a game just simply to try to make something happen is going to be successful in that situation whatsoever. And I think that even if Kyler Murray was back for this game, he wouldn't have been been successful. You know, no experienced QB would have done very well in this situation. So I give a little bit of credit to Toon for just staying with it today and finishing that first start out for him as rough as a performance as it was. Yeah, and like you said, he was the leader in the running game with five attempts for 28 yards, but most of those were scrambling. Uh, On the other side, receiving-wise, Marquise Hollywood-Brown was again the leader in the clubhouse, but with only four catches on eight targets for 24 yards. He had the long of 14. Trey McBride was right behind him with three catches on five targets for 22 yards, and he really had the longest catch of the day for most of the game until late in that second half. And yeah, I mean, even with the offensive line Those guys left, I think, late in the game. So it wasn't like, oh, they were down multiple starters right from the get-go. But that, yeah, just a rough, rough look all around for the offense. I think they they only totaled, what, 58 total yards, which they hadn't really done that since, I believe, 1955. They weren't even in Arizona yet. When they were the Chicago Cardinals, and they scored 48. They had 48 yards in that performance in 1955. Um, I will say... We were having this discussion right before we started the pod, which was Clayton Toon coming in. The Cardinals do not have a playmaker. Nope. They don't have a guy that they can go to. So when Toon is in a bind or he's in a bust and he needs to throw the ball or be able to get rid of the ball and have somebody make something happen, even bad teams in the NFL like the Bears or the Falcons, the Bears have DJ Moore. Yep. They can give it to him and just go, all right, Let's see what you can do. Yep. The Falcons can give it to Robinson. They can give it to London and see what he can do. The Cardinals do not have that guy. It should be Hollywood. Mm-hmm. It's not Hollywood. Hollywood yep. goes with the offense. Exactly. And the offense has not been going. 100%. And so I think they need to develop or find that playmaker so that when they're in a bind, they can get out of it. Yeah. And when you don't have playmaker James Conner... And let's just say it, fill-in playmaker Amari Demarcado in the running game, that ha- that is the lifeblood of this offense. It's exactly what's going to happen. Like you said, is they just don't have anybody that's going to scare you. You take away Hollywood Brown, what do you got? Especially with Michael Wilson not playing. Like that, for as little as maybe people want to make that out to be, he's... I mean, I think he's second on the team in receiving, second in touchdown scored receiving. Like, the guy is a problem when he's on the field, and losing him is a huge, huge loss. I was actually surprised that McBride didn't ha- wasn't more of that security blanket. I thought for sure he was going to get peppered with like ten targets, but I think that also goes into the Browns' defense just playing unbelievably well. I mean, you pitch a shutout, no matter how bad the offense is, you still got to do a lot of things right to put up a zero. And I think that goes back to that playmaker discussion in the sense of the Browns don't have a lot of 
they don't have a lot of safeties out there that they need to defend. Different Cardinals wide receivers. There's not a lot of options out there. Mm-hmm. You could double team a Hollywood. Yep. You could double team a McBride if you wanted. And I think that was further proof of the Cardinals' inability to move the ball and get down the field today. Yeah, especially when you have Rondell Moore lining up as a running back to start the game. Do you want to expand on that a little bit? <laughs> the running game was bad. Just all around bad. I, uh, let's, Like I said, Toon led the way with five carries, 28 yards. Keonta Ingram, nine carries, eight yards. .9 average. With an 11-yard long. So, a lot of going backwards again. Rondell Moore, four carries, three yards, long of four. Tony Jones, three carries, two yards, long of four. 21 yards total, 41 yards for a two-yard, or 21 attempts total, 41 yards for a two-yard average. Bad. So the Cardinals need James Conner back now. Big time. Big time. That's that's bad. I, I don't care how much Jonathan Gannon falls on the sword and how much he says it's on him and the coaching staff. That's bad. Not that's That's execution. I will say it for Jonathan Gannon. It's not coaching. There's probably a big part of coaching to it, but it's not just coaching. There is execution that's not being done by the backups on this team that aren't named Amari Demarcado. And Connor's been out for a few weeks now, so it's not a surprise what the Cardinals need to be able to do Mm -hmm. to grow in that running back room. And they've taken no steps forward? No. They've taken steps back. They've taken steps back, and they haven't seen any kind of growth a few weeks ago we were sitting up here saying we want to see one guy take the majority of carries and we were talking about that and we saw that Mm -hmm. and we saw a move towards okay he might not be making major improvements but now we kind of know what we have with demarcado and we can weigh our options that way now i feel like they're backtracking they're giving carries to a wide receiver Mm -hmm. to see what he can do there I don't understand that. I don't know if you have any more insight into that because you've been out there. They just want to be creative. They're trying to get creative. But I just, I no matter who is the coach for this Cardinals team, Rondell Moore just doesn't get any work beyond the line of scrimmage. He still doesn't. It's still screen passes. It's still these little creative plays. It's the end arounds. It's, and don't get me wrong, he's good at doing those things, but you can't have that be his only thing. You can't be a gadget wide receiver if you're only doing one thing you're technically not a gadget receiver anymore you've got to be able to do multiple things and I think for him he's got to get down the field more he has the ability Gannon said it pew 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 before the season started why we haven't seen any of that we haven't seen deep balls go to Rondell Moore it's something that he specialized in at Purdue Mm -hmm. is being able to run down the field he's quicker than 80 percent of the players out there on the field for either team so he should be able to shake these safeties in coverage yep but we're not even giving him the opportunity to do that and one catch and five for five yards two one, targets there you go and both those targets i can guarantee you were less than five yards ahead of a line of scrimmage if they were at past the line of scrimmage i think there's a whole nother discussion that can be had about the cardinals running plays on third down and distances oh. for five or six yards why are you not just setting mm-hmm. them up right at the line to gain yep 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 and that's been happening for weeks now yeah you're right it has been it's been yeah it's been a constant like what are you doing even with the tune fake play trick play fourth and nine he threw it four yards 
It's like you're not going to pick that up. I almost want to laugh about it because you know that you're not going to get the yardage that you need in that situation. Yes. Why not try throwing the ball downfield mm-hmm. to more, throwing the ball mm-hmm. downfield to Hollywood? We know he can do it. Yep. Since Hopkins left the team, we really haven't relied or thrown much that deep ball. Nope. Nope. And we know Toon can do it. We know Toon has the arm. Yep. Toon has a better arm than Dobbs, I'd argue. And now it's right up there, yeah. And now I mean he's not overthrowing guys left and right like we saw with Dobbs. True. He's he's I mean, he's on target. He's mm-hmm. just not completing them. Mm-hmm. Well, let's uh speaking of Dobbs, let's get into that. So Dobbs had a heck of a game. Came in, didn't start like I said, but came in for Jaron Hall. He got a concussion in I think had three total touchdowns, threw two of them, scored one, and they he led the Vikings to a comeback vic- comeback victory over the Falcons. So I guess I'm just going to pose this question straight away: Did the Cardinals mess up by trading away Dobbs? No. If Kyler Murray comes back next week, great answer. Yeah, I agree. You might you weren't going to get anything for him just sitting on the bench, so. He went and got a six-rounder, could get that seventh-rounder back. So, I mean, really, if you're looking at a grand scheme of things, he ends up starting half the games for the Vikings, and they get that pick back. I think it's only like 20, 25 spots on the draft board. That's fine. Eight-week rental, did some things, showed the offensive coordinator, Drew Petzing, a little bit that he could do, maybe with Kyler moving forward. Yeah, trade him. I'm fine with it. Also, let's not forget that Dobbs had a huge drop-off after the fourth game of the season. By last week, we were all writing him off, saying, get him out of here, let's see what Toon can do, and that's what they finally did. Dobbs just happened to go to Minnesota, and in this one game, he... Looked like he did against the Cowboys. Exactly. Mm -hmm. I believe there's a post-game quote from after the Vikings game. He didn't work at all with the offense. Didn't take a single snap. Nope. Didn't know their Doesn't names. Doesn't know their names. Didn't take any snaps from the starting center. Like, got to give him credit. I mean, it's, shout out to Dobbs for being able to come in in short order. And, I mean, even last year, I think it was last year with the Titans. I think that was really just boom, boom, and he started. Same thing here. Leaves here. Same, uh, Even less time with the Vikings. That's got to give a shout out to Dobbs for that, but... That'll probably be the last time we talk about talk about our buddy Dobbs. <laughs> Congrats to Dobbs for that touchdown pass with about 20 seconds left in the game that resulted in the Vikings beating the Falcons yes. because he showed what he could do and the Vikings win affects the Cardinals 0%. Mm-hmm. So, congrats to Dobbs. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Yes, let's move on to another quarterback because we're right there. We're finally there almost. Next week, the Cardinals have to activate Kyler Murray if he plans to play in 2023. Off the pup list, by the way. So, I'm going to pose this question a little bit differently because I think it's going to happen. I think everybody in the Valley thinks it's going to happen that he gets activated, but does he straight away play against the Falcons? Does he make his NFL, or NFL, does he make his 2023 debut against the Falcons at home at Safe Farm Stadium next Sunday? I'm going to double down on my previous answer and say yes. Mm-hmm. I think he does. I think if Toon had gone out there and done a little bit better against the Browns, even gotten maybe a mm-hmm. touchdown, maybe if they'd scored 10 points or so, they might have gone, okay, Kyler, if you need another week, we'll let you sit on it yep. and we'll see what we got in Toon again. I think because this performance was so poor this week, you need, need to put boost. Kyler out there. They need a boost. Exactly. They need a morale boost, and that's a big way to get it. I agree. 
And yeah, you, both my co-hosts, you and Eric, both got it right with the whole, if it happens, if he plays, you both got it right. If it happens, I'll bring it up next pod and I will not be humble bring about it, up it. Every week. Yes. Every week from now on. But yeah, I mean, it, all signs point to Kyler starting next week. Gannon was asked post-game. He didn't want to get into it, obviously. Can understand that right after a loss, but I think we all know Especially after that loss. The big question now, the big storyline now is, is Kyler Murray going to play next week? I think we all know he's going to be activated, because if he's not activated, they're not going to see him at all. So, activate him and put him on the side if you need to, but they've got, they've got to do it this week. And you have to see what you have in Kyler, because mm-hmm. the Cardinals now occupy the number one draft pick for next year. Yep. Do you With want... their own pick. With their own pick. With their own not pick. Not the Texans pick. Which, oh my gosh, Texans. Caleb's CJ Stroud, Caleb, I almost said Caleb Williams, CJ Stroud really turning into the quarterback that Cardinals fans of... had hoped mm-hmm. he wouldn't, but he's really taken him to the promised land. Yeah. I mean, I'm still, I, I think still Monty crushed that. I, if you give him that draft option 10 times, take it 10 times. I still think it was a heck of a trade. But yeah, the Texans are shocking some people right now, and it's not helping the Cardinals' odds. No, and the Cardinals now have the number one draft pick. So I think you need to send Kyler out there for two mm-hmm. reasons. First reason, see what you got in him. How is this injury affecting him? Will it continue to affect him? Is he the Kyler that we've seen in the past who can run and throw the ball and is a multi-talented athlete? Mm-hmm. Or do you throw him out there, see what you got, hope that he does well, and then maybe he's a trading piece. Yeah, there's your resume. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And you don't want to send him out there too early if you're considering trading him, but you also want to see what you have in him because you don't want to send him out there if he's still not feeling well and you know by the end of the season might want to get rid of him yeah, and see what happens, especially now that you have that number one draft pick. Do you want a Drake May? Do you want a Caleb Williams? You've got options. Yeah. And another thing, too, is how gun shy is he going to be? That's my big thing. I think right now is is we knew Kyler made it to where he got out of the way more times than not instead of getting tackled, which is fine with what he has to do with his size, with everything. That's what you have to do with that position. But it'll be interesting to see how much more it's, uh, let me just pop out of bounds instead of taking it 20 more yards and maybe taking a hit. It's Stuff like that could go a long way, especially with how dynamic Kyler is with his legs. If he doesn't show that burst, that could that could say a lot about what is going to happen moving forward. And how that injury is affecting him. I know that you were out there at practice all last week while Kyler was out there. Is there anything that you saw from him taking those snaps that maybe brought you pause? I mean, if you want to, he let's say from the beginning of his practice window, he's really just worked with practice squad players. Uh, Friday, he actually did throw more passes than I had seen to people on the 53-man roster. I posted something with him hitting Trey McBride. Trey McBride had like the fake touchdown celebration. It was hilarious. But that, I, I mean, you could tell he's got a different, the, the ball just comes out different from him. Like compared to Toon, compared to Driscoll, compared to Dobbs, compared to everybody, the ball just zips. It's it's crazy how, I mean, you could tell that he hasn't been playing a ton because of how healthy that arm is, but that's the biggest thing that stands out. I mean, I think he's doing everything that they want him to do. Gannon tells us that he's doing everything that he can be doing, so I think it's a matter of just they all have, the organization has to come together and say, yep, he's good to go, and I think Kyler's been telling him for weeks that he's ready to play. I think it's a matter of the doctor signing off 
probably owner Michael Bidwell signing off, GM signing off, Gannon signing off, Petsing signing off, Israel Woolfork signing off, Drew Terrell signing off. I mean, it's probably all these guys having to say something before you can actually roll them out, but it's got to happen. It's got to happen next week, I think. They, they, they can't go through another game like this, and because with every one of these bad losses, all that good that they did to build up themselves for the first couple games... That's really going out the window. It feels like a whole different season now. So they've, they've got to do something to boost this team. And confirm this for me. They have to activate Kyler by Wednesday. I believe Wednesday, yeah. But they don't have, they don't to, have to name him the starter nope. or have him start the game. Nope. No, he could be, I mean, he could be healthy scratches until they feel like he could play if they really wanted to get down to that. But they have to, if he wants to play this year, he has to be activated off the pup list this week, which I believe is Wednesday. Maybe Tuesday, but I believe it's Wednesday since that was when he came or he was designated to return. So, yeah, it's going to be a very, uh, very big week for a certain uh, quarterback one in Tempe for sure. All right. Anything else that you feel you need to get off your chest about this game? Mm, don't speak all at once. I know. Can you tell? I'm just composing all of my thoughts. I know. Um, if Kyler comes back on Sunday, he's playing against a Falcons team that just lost to Josh Dobbs. Sorry to bring up that name again. Oh, yeah. But the Cardinals are not an awful team. No. Especially if their QB1's back. Mm-hmm. They could get a win against the Falcons at home. So I want to say that I am cautiously optimistic about this upcoming Sunday's game if Kyler plays. If Kyler does not play, scratch everything I just said. Yeah. I mean, well, I let, if you're looking at the schedule, this is probably the Cardinals' best chance next three games to, to put some wins together. I would say. The Bears on Christmas Eve, is that what you're saying? Oh no, I haven't even got to that yet. I was talking about <laughs> I was talking about Falcons, Texans, Rams, and the Rams looked awful today. The Rams the way. side yeah, note. Yeah. The Bears looked it, the Bears. The Rams looked awful. They looked the, Bears, like the Bears. Yeah, and the Bears looked awful too. <laughs> so then after that they have the Pittsburgh Steelers, which Steelers are always decent under Tomlin. So let's chalk that up to probably a loss if Kyler especially if Kyler's not back. But after that, week fifteen, they've got the Niners, so that's another tough one. But then I think after that they've got the Bears, if I'm not mistaken. So there's some there's some games there. There's some games there for Kyler to come back and kind of feel like his old self, I think, against and it's it's Falcons are still a decent defense, but they're not the Browns. They're not the Niners. They're not some of these other teams. I mean the Rams were even pretty solid defensively. So there's potential to at least have some positives come out of it, unlike what we saw today in the twenty seven zero Cardinal shutout to the uh Cleveland Browns in week nine. But uh yeah. I think we've uh, dissected as much as we can out of that one. So everybody be sure to follow Lauren at Koval underscore Lauren on social media. You can follow me at T Drake for sports. Be sure to follow the show at AZ cards corner on X formerly known as Twitter. And with that, even though the Cardinals could not score a point, a touchdown, a field goal, a safety, whatever you want to call it, there's still football to be had next week. And Kyler Murray might be back. So with that, just enjoy football. We'll talk to you next week.